It is Wednesday night, and you know what that means. It's time for another episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Paul Zartman, joined by my co-host this week, Austin Shepard, who's very thirsty. I'm always thirsty. Last week, my turds were above average. This week, you're thirsty. Which which my turds are still above average, let's just be honest. But no, I'm thirsty. I, 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 I joined the show late tonight. I had to rush through Dynamite. I didn't have as many cocktails as I'd like. I'm going to have some more during this show. So if you see me just kind of dip out, just keep talking. I'm just, I'm thirsty. I'm going to make me another drink. Then I'll join back on and we'll keep on talking. And the the good thing about the more I drink, the more I talk. So it's for all of our loyal listeners. It's a win-win for you guys. Because I'm here for the people. I really am. I might be the new people's champ. Oh, 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 oh. all right. All yeah. right. Well, the other, people, not calling. The, other, the other champ didn't show up tonight. Yeah. Well, you know, he was here and then I don't know. I guess we took too long doing a quiz or something and something happened. And I hopefully the champ will be back next week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. No, no comments because I don't. I, I don't want to be. I don't want to get him in trouble. No, well, I don't want to get. I don't. I don't want to get myself in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Last last time we made some comments, you got uh, a text message the following day. Well, you know. You know. I mean, it happens. It happens. It does. It does. I get on a roll and things start flowing and filters get put down and. And uh, explicits get thrown, and we're not gonna try to get explicits tonight. We're gonna we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep it uh, PG thirteen tonight. Oh, we're not yeah. gonna be part of the explicit, the the explicit. No, no. I mean, come on. We're we're <laughs> we're clean, uh, upstanding adults in society. You said adults, and it made me laugh. Sorry. Yes, yeah, it's a good point. We're I fucked that up. Sorry. <laughs> oh, three minutes in, and we are explicit. Uh, all right. I like it. I like it. See, that's how this works. We come on here. We we have drinks because Ship's thirsty. Speaking of Ship, yeah. Yeah. drinking the normal that, tonight? I am drinking the normal. I probably should take off. Like I think I have L, LPGA golf in the background or something like that. I can't turn my TV off. There we go. There it goes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're, we're – uh, actually, we're drinking the normal night. Uh, I had a glass of wine beforehand with, with dinner. Um, in the wintertime, I like to drink red wine. Uh, it's 14.5%, so that's why I like to drink red wine. But uh, I've been having a little red wine with dinner of late. Um, it's a nice little nice little kickstart, nice little appetizer, you know, a little, little boost. Mm-hmm. And then okay. we, just get, we just go into the almighty kettle one. Yeah, kettle one, you sons of bitches, start sending me some shit, some merch, some hats, and t shirts. I'll wear it. Let's go. <laughs> of course, I gotta I get Tanner. Them. I gotta get Tanner. You to start tagging them in our in our social media because I have no access to social media, which you don't want me to have access to social media because I suck at social media. So, so uh, do yeah. I. Don't worry. Yeah, Tanner, start tagging them bastards. And, start making and, uh, clips or reels or TikToks of. Yeah, I mean, Shep promoting Kettle One. 
And then I'm Tyler. drinking enough Kettle One on this podcast to at least get a free hat or a T-shirt. You've drank enough Kettle One on this podcast to keep him in business for the last, you know, well, I mean, however long you've been on this thing, that, and then longer. That, that, that sounds really bad, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that almost that almost made me a little uncomfortable right there. I'm not gonna lie, but oh, no. Okay. I enjoy your product, you nice people of Kettle One. Um, don't make me switch to Good Boy Vodka because my idol, John Daly, is representing Good Boy Vodka. I'm giving you guys the benefit of the doubt. You take care of me, Kettle One. Or I'll switch to Good Boy Vodka whenever the damn thing is available in Indiana. So there you go. There's my pitch, Kettle One. Let's talk about some professional wrestling, Paul, and the – a corporate vodka assholes can talk about stuff later. <laughs> All right. So this week for Dynamite, we kick off for winter is coming. And no shit. Is, it's December yeah. already. Anyways. But that's the name of the show. I know, it's, but it's like you need to do that in end of October, first of November, right? Yeah. When's the yeah. first official day of winter? Like uh, eight days from now, yeah, December yeah, 22nd. Nine days from now, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, we, we kick off with Joe who uh comes out to say that he said uh, he was gonna take care of MJF until World's End so that he arrived in one piece. Uh, last week, lights went out, came on, four people were around the ring, went off. We see a video package, or not a video package, but a video with uh, MJF laid out backstage. She says he sees a certain beer bottle that a cowboy likes to drink. He could smell the stench of Stetson and disappointment. And he's basically getting you to think that Hangman is the one who is now behind the devil mask. Hangman comes out, basically tells him off, says, uh, if you have something to say, say it to my face. Don't hint about it. Uh, Joe says, you came out here thinking I'm playing detective. Maybe I'm out here to be the executioner. And then we hear from the back of the building, Roderick Strong yelling, Samoa! He comes down to the ring, says Joe should listen to Paige. He is his young boy after all. Strong points out that J.Y. got attacked. The acclaimed got attacked. Last week, we didn't see MJF get attacked. Strong says it is obviously MJF. Paige pulls his arm, and that leads to them shoving his Paige ops to drop Strong with a punch to kickstart their match. Uh Towards the end of their match, uh, the kingdom provide distractions. Despite that, stopping him at first, he fights off both men. He being hangman, hitting a moonsault to the floor. Uh, this does allow Strong to block the buckshot lariat. However, Paige does connect with the dead eye, getting the victory. So do you want to talk about the iffy match or do you want to talk about the devil stuff? Because I have theories on, well, I have my opinion on the iffy match, which we just saw, or we, we saw this kick off the show. But the devil thing, I have yes. I have a rabbit hole 
that turns into a crater, that turns into a planet, um, that turns into a universe. So where would you then, like to Then let's start with the devil. So. Yes. The devil at this point, it needs to be a... It needs to be somebody introduced to the AEW crowd that's not a letdown. They have done a really good job of building this guy up. Okay, don't don't disagree. But if you have MGF as a devil, letdown. If you have Samoa Joe as a devil, letdown. If you have um, the big one is Kyle O'Reilly, letdown. You need to have a certain character that when they do reveal, and they need to reveal it soon, they need to reveal it before the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. Because it, it, it's the more it gets strung on, the more, the more momentum, the more power it just, it just takes down. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta reveal somebody. That's going to shock. Like when he pulls that mask off, everybody, like the crowd's going to go, eh, I told you so. No, you can't have that. You need to be, holy shit, that's who it was this whole time? Now it makes sense. So All right. this devil character, the longer it goes, I think the less gas, less momentum it's carrying into um, uh What's the pay-per-view we got coming the 30th? What's it called? World's End. World's End. Yeah. The world's going to end for the devil on the 30th because if it goes past that, he's he might as well be on ROH. Oh. Yeah. That's Ouch. that's that's how much momentum this dude's going to lose. And I mean, the way they've done it so far, I'm pretty I pretty much set on one guy. Okay. And then tonight we saw four henchmen and one devil. And then the the devil was not the person I thought it was because of his size. Um, okay. So good on AEW's part for keeping me guessing, but th- this this has to come to an end soon. I mean, don't worry, I, th- I, I like I like it. Um, but the longer they, they they string it out, the worse it's going to hurt the actual devil, and it might hurt MGF in the long run as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, who are your thoughts on who it is then? Initially, it was Warload. Okay. okay. And, and, and he makes sense. Um, he does. I still think he's one of the henchmen, but which is which if you think he was one of the henchmen, FTR makes sense as well as the mm-hmm. old uh the pinnacle coming back. Pinnacle. Right? Yeah. Um pinnacle coming back, and then I don't know if you had Sean Spears as the devil, if that would have some type of reaction. We all know who Sean Spears is, but he doesn't have the um, take the breath away kind of reveal 
as I want it to be. Okay. I want I want I want this reveal to really knock you in the knock you in the nuts. All um, right. You know, seriously, like you're you're gonna be watching this and you're gonna look over to whoever you're watching AEW television with and you're gonna go, Holy shit, didn't see that coming. Tony Khan got one on me. Oh, I'm so af- punk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm afraid that's not gonna happen though. That's what I'm afraid of. I want right. the shock and awe moment. I just don't know if we're gonna get it. And I um I have a couple names I'd like it to be, but one at this point that I don't want it to be, and this is kind of a change for me, is uh Jack Perry. I could if he's one of the henchmen, that's fine, but as the devil himself, I can't I can't get behind that one. He, he, here's Here's the only reason Jack Perry can't do that 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 program. Jack Perry can't talk exactly. good enough uh, to hang with MJF. Uh, MJF could carry somebody that is is almost as good as talker as him. Okay, like MJF could help him along and 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 make the program smooth and and do that. From what we saw with Jack Perry towards the end there, Jack Perry struggles on the mic. Um, when I say struggle, he's he's not as smooth on the mic. I don't I don't want everybody to give me a bunch of shit by dogging on him. Um, he struggles on the mic. He's not as fluid on the mic. He's got a lot to learn on the mic. So I hope it's not him. Um, and being suspended this long won't help him with that. You know, yeah, his in-ring yeah. ability could improve while he was gone, but to really improve on the microphone, you need to be in front of a crowd. Correct. You need you need the reps. Um, yep. So, I don't know. I, they've played it out this long. They've they've done enough angles where. Tony Khan's done his due, dil- due diligence and got us all thinking it could be 10 different people. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love that aspect of it. I don't love the aspect that they're going to draw it on this long. And then we have a lackluster debut. That's yeah. what I'm worried about. Okay. Yeah. You put all this work into it and then, Oh, here, here's Kyle O'Reilly. Like no offense to Kyle O'Reilly, but who gives a shit about Kyle O'Reilly? Right. Yep. Yep. You know. Yep. Great worker in the ring, but to come back after MJF. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, between the two, Adam Cole would make more sense. If Adam you were Cole go Adam, that route. Yeah. Adam, Adam Cole is the only one that makes sense out of that group. So. But um, I feel like, and he might be he might be out for another you know two three months. Yeah. So I feel like this started after the attack or not the attack the injury to Cole uh he was already injured the first time we saw the devil which is what made us all go oh it's a fake injury he's the devil and this is just storyline but I don't think you can drag it out long enough to wait for him to come back I, I think you'd lose a lot of steam at that point and people would stop really caring who the devil was at that point. And we'd probably get to the point where we're going, come on, just tell us who it is already. We don't even care anymore. 
Yeah. If you get to the point where you say you don't care anymore, then that's when you know it's time to end it. Right? Yep. 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 So anyways, um, the, the match between Roderick Strong and, and Hangman was okay. Um, outside interference with the kingdom. Yeah, you, you knew that was coming. Um, love that, that Taven grabbed the sign that said next strong, put it yeah. up, up, put it up on the ring. I mean, all that stuff was good. Other than that, it was an okay match. Good way to kick off a show. Really no history yep. between them, but whatever. Nope. Um, good seeing Hangman back on, on, on television. So yep. yeah. Uh, next. Uh, next. <laughs> Andrade El Idolo taking on Brody King in a Blue League Continental Classic match. Um, Andrade nails a split-legged moonsault. King is able to kick out of the pin. King nails a huge lariat that turns Andrade inside out, but that's not enough to get the job done, and neither is the following cannonball in the corner. King connects with a big forearm, but Andrade responds with a back elbow. The two men then head to the top turnbuckle. Andrade manages to DDT King onto an exposed turnbuckle in the corner. He follows it with another DDT inside the ring to pick up three points and the victory. Great match, match between these two. A great yeah. match. Um, All right, yeah. This, this was a uh, pay-per-view quality match that... Um, we w- we should have got, um, and on pay per view would have went another five to eight minutes. Tonight mm-hmm. we had a uh, really really good and hard hitting match. Both these guys, it's so athletic. They even made a comment about um, Andre uh, um, when he was a, a luchador uh, down in Mexico. How he was such a high flyer, and 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 he still is. I mean that dude is so athletic, and he, obviously he's bigger than than what he was when he first started in the business, um, and he carries that over. And then you're like, man, he's a big guy, he's athletic, and then you watch Brody just dance the way Brody does. Yeah, I I, I would I would say with his footwork and hands, there's not one NFL team that would not want to make that dude an offensive lineman. Exactly. He is that coordinated and that smooth. And whether Brody played football, I don't know his background, whether he played football or not either. in college or whatever, I think that dude with six months of training could literally be on the NFL level um, of, of protecting somebody. That's how athletic he is, his size, his feet work, um, and his hands. So, I looked at, I watched yeah. this match kind of, it was the second match of the night. It was kind of quick. Then I got to watch it. I'm like, damn, this is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not going to throw a spoiler out there because I hate spoilers because of all the dirt sheet maggots. <laughs> could, could be somebody a wrestler of the night, my, my, my group here. So, all right. Yeah. Um, I can't argue with anything you said there. I, I was gonna have something, but I mean, you, you just you just had it all. So, moving on. 
Uh, backstage, Renee Paquette is with some of the Von Erich family. They get cut off by Orange Cassidy, who's just, who suggests teaming with them on Rampage. There we go. Quick segment. Quick. Nice to see the Von Erichs. Did you listen to the Von Erichs interview on Busted Open today? I did not. Today was a very hectic was it today? day for me. Was it today? Yeah, it was today. No, maybe it was yesterday. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, it's, I have not it was, listened it was, to any it podcasts was, this week. It, yeah, so. it was yesterday. I'm sorry. They were on, they were on Busted Open uh, yesterday. Um, a great interview um, with the Von Eriks, um, David LaGreca, and Bully Ray. To the point where Bully Ray says, I'm going to call Devon. We're coming out of retirement. I want to wrestle you guys. That's how much passion these Von Erics have shown. Um, I thought the segment tonight was a little short, a little hokey. The reason I say hokey is because you have Danhausen and um, Trent come in and say, wait a minute, where are your partner, Orange? And he says, I want somebody to have my back, which I thought was weird. The Von Eric says, oh, we got your back. So, yeah, it's, it's a good way to get them on television to promote the movie because I think that's what we're doing here. Yep. Um, which was completely different than the interview on Busted Open where these guys, these guys talked about uh, scrubbing piss off the floor over in New Japan as young boys. Uh, you know, watching uh, Bully Ray and Devon. Uh, just like these guys have true passion about the business. Um, because of the who their grandfather was and who their uncles were, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought the segment tonight was a little hokey. Didn't doesn't help them out a little bit, but I love that we're going to see them on Rampage on Friday. Which obviously we're going to get that tape tonight. That's going on probably as we speak. Um, and speaking of that, this is a rabbit hole in the middle of a segment, right? We're okay with that, right? Okay. Yeah, that's what we do here. Who was the dumbass sitting camera hard to the right? Uh, yeah, to the right that had an AEW after dark with the busted open thing, or he said busted open after dark after this episode. Like, look, Bully Ray's trying to copy us, right? We started this before Bully Ray went uh, busted open after dark on Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. It's not my fault Bully Ray's an AEW mark and he had a he had to create his own show mm-hmm. on Sirius XM. So Bully Ray, you little bastard. Well, you're, not, you're not a little dude, let's be honest. <laughs> no. Like seriously, don't don't you come You're gonna don't. get our asses kicked. I'd take a chop from Bully Ray, would you? I'd take a chop from Bully Ray. Yeah, I've taken a chair shot from Congo Kong, so you know. Well, is that is that why you're a little loopy? Some sometimes, eh, you know. But that's okay. I don't know. You know, now we got signs in the front row trying to take listeners away from us. So we we got to get some we got to get some plants in the front row to have some, you know, KOP signs that say, "Listen to KOP, KOP." Uh, greater with the greater than signal over after dark. 
Because Bully yeah. Ray's sitting in his house on an on an XM studio right now and just going, do, 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 I'm Bully Ray. I, I mean, know look, more than, if, I know more than you. If he really wanted to do something, he could have just contacted us. I'm I'm sure Tanner's uncle could have given him Tanner's contact info and he could be joining us on KOP. He didn't have to go start his own. That's good shit. <laughs> Tanner. Tanner's uncle. We got Christmas coming up, and that's gonna be good shit, Paul. It's probably where he's at. He's probably on his way to Stanford to hang out with uh, Uncle Vinny. Yeah. What do, what do you think? What do you think Tanner buys Uncle Vinny for Christmas? Yeah. Is, is he getting one of them fancy ties or? A lot of the uh, the ties that you see Vince wear in January came from Tanner. No. Oh. He he always wore it on TV just once, so Tanner knew that he at least wore it and, and made him happy. See, the difference between that is for Tony Khan, there, there's only one gift to give him. I, the, the strongest, oh, not that one? No, the, the strongest coffee we can find. Find the strongest coffee pod you can find, can find and put in a Keurig, and, and Tony Khan's there. And it might, not be strong, it might not be strong enough. It might not be strong enough yeah. in that Colombian stuff. He gets, you know, the stuff in Colombia. Yeah, it's white. It's white. It's white. It's white. We're we're not insinuating anything over here. <laughs> we're not sniffing around nothing. Nope. We don't sniff around bushes. We go straight forward. Are we? Are we still talking about dynamite tonight? Yes, we okay. are. Okay. All right. All right. Um. We should, up next, back on, we should get back on topic. <laughs> sure. Up next, the Golden Jets return. Jericho says Big Bill and Ricky Starks pretty much dislocated his elbow. He spent three weeks thinking about what he'd say to them, and he calls them out. The tag champs oblige and says, as Starks asks the fans if they missed him, Starks says he has no problem with Kenny Omega, but Jericho sucks the life out of everything, and it makes him question Kenny. He wonders if Omega can trust someone like Jericho. Look what he's done to the people in the past. Big Bill points out what Jericho has done for Omega over the years and says he wouldn't be surprised if Jericho attacked him. Omega points out he doesn't trust Jericho, but he knows that. He then says the firm angle that Bill had in the past was more flaccid or something up his alleyway soft. Omega love says, love that, love that, by the way, love that. Yes. Omega says they were thinking about AEW World's End as the time they'd cash in their title shot. Stark says they'll accept, but before they get to that point, Stark says he hopes Jericho remembers January as he beat him then. He knows what Jericho is all about, and they are the best tag team there is as they're the champions without a name. Jericho suggests a few other names such as the Rick and the Dick and Big Billy Starks, which Starks point out didn't get over. Jericho says Starks is a better-dressed, less charismatic version of Enzo Amore. Omega says at least Enzo would hype up Big Bill and not take the spotlight. Starks says they're sick of both of them, and he tells them to prove it if they've got, if he thinks they've got better. My brain didn't want to brain there for a second. I felt this was a really good segment. Um, 
I love the smooth comment uh, mm-hmm. because that was always uh, Big Bill's. I'm just going to call him Bill because I have a problem calling him Bill. Uh, that was always his little gig there in uh, NXT. And even when they had the little small run uh, on the main roster. S-A-W-F-T. Yeah. Soft. Soft. Um, I liked it. And then I even liked it better when they brought Enzo up. Enzo is just a Enzo's a turd. Um, yeah. I, I, I'd love to watch his social media stuff, but he's still a turd. So anytime you can bring up him um, to to uh, you know tie in the story here uh, mm-hmm. was really good. Um, and then I always remember, remember when Big Bill and Enzo supposedly uh, stormed the ring at that G One ROH New Japan thing and at the Madison Square Garden. Yes. Um, whether that was real or fake, I still don't know. I don't know if it was real or if it was a shoot or if it was work. Yeah. I remember Bully Ray was ringside for there and he was pissed. Uh, but then again, Billy Ray's a true professional and he could sell us on that, even though we just buried him in the last segment because of a stupid XM radio show tonight. Um, we love you. No, we don't. <laughs> no. Bully Ray. I got I got Maybe two words. His. I got two words for Bully Ray. Damn it. Damn it. Um, no, guns Bully Ray. <laughs> fuck the guns. Uh, <laughs> Bully Ray's the goat, man. He really is. No. Uh, good segment. Mm-hmm. I, I the, the, the one part of the segment that I love is that Ricky Stark says, look, you guys don't trust each other, right? And uh, Kenny goes, you're right. I don't trust this guy. And he's pointing at Jericho. And Jericho accepted it. I thought that was great. Yeah. That that tied the whole segment together. And then they went, then they got personal. And, and then we, we, we moved on. So. Yes. Speaking of moving on, um, the match that I'm sure you just went, oh, there was a match there? I blinked. Sorry, it was over so fast because there's a Riho versus Ruby Soho. Okay, well, this is when I do. Uh, you you go ahead and read, okay? And then I go, I go like this. <laughs> Pour your drink. Uh, let's see here. Rio eventually gets on top, does hit a 619 before crossbody from the top turnbuckle, but it's not not enough to get the victory. Uh, they then go back and forth with roll-ups until Soho hits a drop kick to gain control, connecting with no future, only for Riho to kick out. Soho then nails a back elbow. Rio instantly responds with several suplexes to showcase her power. Rio then runs in with a double knee strike, which keeps Soho down, and Rio picks up the victory. Uh now I got to sit here and wait for Shep to come back so that I can talk about the next segment, a video package airing with Wardlow. So we'll, uh, not a big Riho fan. I feel like they kind of dropped the ball on Soho. 
Um, I think Shep kind of agrees with that. I think Tanner even agrees with that. I'm not speaking for both of them, but I do believe that's where we're at with that one. Um, but yeah, not not an exciting match. One that I caught myself looking at my phone a lot during this match because, again, don't care for Riho and. I think we should be doing something else with Soho, but that's just me. So, yeah, I'm trying to keep talking because dead air, silence in a podcast never is good. So hopefully, Jeff's almost done making that drink here. Oh, sorry. Heard a noise. Thought he was back. Guess not. <laughs> hey, he is back as he's... Putting the headphones on and Chef, uh, not gonna say that I spoke for you, but I think we're on the same page here that they definitely dropped the ball with Soho and they need to do something different with her than what they're doing. Because they made her look like Beetlejuice tonight. Well, not even that. I just mean in general. Oh, oh in general, yes. She came they, in so hot, and then she's yes. not won any of her championship matches. It's like she can't get the big matches down. She can't win those, and it just feels like they kind of just dropped the ball on her. And then there's Rio. Yeah, yeah. Rio, Rio sucks. She's yeah. the she's the shit stain of the earth. But here's my problem with Ruby. What's let me rephrase this. This is not my problem with Ruby. It's my problem with how they're using her. If you remember when they brought her in, they brought her in real quick, and then she had that amazing. Let me rephrase this. Great buildup. I wouldn't say amazing feud. I was going to say amazing feud. She had a really big buildup in GCW when they did the when they sold at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Mm-hmm. With Alley Catch, remember that? Yep. Um, the video packages were great. Um, it just was great, and then and then Alley Catch did not go over. Ruby went over, if, if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, Ruby I won. Think so. Yeah, and then so that gave her even more momentum to come back to AEW, uh, and then she just didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, she had a couple good matches, um, but I, I, this I think outcast they, thing killed her. I really think they dropped the ball with her and Soraya. Yep. Okay. Those two, I really think they've dropped the ball with. Um, I think Ruby could be a really, really good everyday competitor in and out, grinding on every show, um, just putting in really, really good matches and, and we don't see it. Of course, we only see one women's match uh, a night on, yep. on Dynamite. Um, we're, we maybe get one on Collision as well. Um, and one on Rampage, so you get your three may, a week, may, Maybe one on Rampage. Yeah, that's hit or miss anymore. It's, 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 it's hit or miss, but I don't know. I just think that – I think our women's division is – in the is in the gutter, it really is, and it's not because of the women and their the, their lack of talent. It's the, it's the way they're being presented, um, and and you can call me out. It's the way they're being booked. 
Okay, it's 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 the people in the backstage uh, determining everything, and maybe they have too many irons in the fire uh, because they're trying to have so many angles of of so many um, professional wrestlers, male wrestlers, going on that that we just put the female talent in the back seat, in which that's that's kind of way I feel AEW is right now. Um, there's other promotions that really push them i think impact is is really big on it i think they do a yep. great job with their women division um and wwe is not far behind that um, yep there's some really really talented females um in aew i just think they need a little bit of guidance mm-hmm. and a little bit of screen time if they get above uh, those, they 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 could compete with Impact in 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 Stanford right now. And you say I, I call it Stanford because, I to me it's still the WWF. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to call it Stanford, so we don't get sued by the World Wildlife Federation over in England or whatever the hell it is. Foundation, Federation, Foundation, same thing. It's the same thing, right? Uh, no, I think there's a little bit of a difference. Yeah, they're a bunch of assholes. Obviously, they they took my childhood away from me. They made me like, and nobody got the two confused. Like I remember, I didn't know what the World Wildlife Foundation was until the "Get the F Out" campaign started. I'm not even gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, come on, Paul. You didn't think about saving the snow leopards in Antarctica? Or the pandas, or any of that uh, stuff. I thought about saving those things, but I didn't know there was a whole foundation for it. I mean, I don't want. I didn't to get caught it. that in Manchester. What are you talking about? Man, well, I started in Manchester, I ended in Rochester. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, I don't want, I don't want these animals to die. I love animals, but dude, you took the F away from World Wrestling Federation. Like, what were you thinking? In the arms of... Oh, wait, that's the other one. <laughs> oh, that's the other one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, anyways, <laughs> that, that was an all-time rabbit hole, maybe, right there. <laughs> Climbing out of this rabbit hole, we get a video package uh, airing with Wardlow saying he has been preparing for war upon his return. It's no surprise he's left a path of mayhem behind him. Yeah, yeah. I think we we've all three kind of mentioned this. They needed to keep Wardlow off the mic, not talking. Just have him go out, dominate, and leave every single week. Just a quick thirty second match, boom, done. Out you go. Which he's done for the most part. There's been a couple that's like the Air Fox match was a little bit longer, but. He's yeah. Still, to me, he still squashed AR Fox. But. Yes. Yes. Up next, more of the Continental Classic as we head to the Gold League for Roosh versus Jay Lethal. Uh, inside the ring, Roosh attacks Lethal with a series of kicks before slamming Lethal to the mat. But as he places Lethal on the top turnbuckle, he fights him down with a series of chops and then hits Lethal Combination. 
He looks for a figure four, but Roosh reverses with a pinfall attempt. He then sends Lethal into the corner and looks for the bull's horn. Lethal counters with a super kick. He aims for lethal injection, but gets caught in a sleeper hold, and that leads to him submitting. Roosh picking up another three points here. Uh, I thought this was... I didn't predict this one. I thought that was a quick match for Lethal. Mm-hmm. I mean that that couldn't have gone what five six minutes. Yeah. Um, what I read was almost the entire match. I like Roosh in this tournament. I really do. But I feel like they're burying a couple people, and one of them is Jay Lethal. Yes. And if you notice at the end of the match. Jer or Jericho. Um, <laughs> um Jeff Jarrett, Jeff Jarrett, Jeff sorry. Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett, Karen Jarrett, and dipshit with the pencil behind his ear come out and, and greet lethal about what halfway on the ramp. Yeah. And Karen Jarrett has his has her arm around him. They get up the ramp, and he he kind of shoves her arm away. Um, Jeff's trying to console him, but you could tell he is upset. So I really hope this is a start to get Jay Lethal out of that faction because I think Jay Lethal is a hell of an in-ring performer, a hell of an athlete, and, and can stand on his own. He does not need Jeff Jarrett. And some Indian dude, the pencil behind his ear, wearing Air Force Ones. Okay, mm-hmm. that guy, that guy could, that guy could go up there with shit stain. So uh, shocked that he tapped out so quickly. Um, but at the end of the match, when I saw him push Karen Jarrett away, and kind of he didn't push Jeff Jarrett away, but basically was not listening to Jeff. Uh, hopefully we get a little Jay Lethal on his own. I, I, I think that'd be great. And maybe that is why they're burying him in this, because now he's going to question everything because he was on such a winning streak, and now he's losing. Is he looking back? And I think commentary mentioned this last week. Um, kind of without those guys, he hasn't been able to pick up a victory. So, so has he so, started to rely too much on them? So is this going to be, like you said, kind of the split from it? Is he going to, you know, go back to the original Jay Lethal and, and on his own? Again, there's only one match for him left. It's mm-hmm. Mark, Mark Briscoe. Mark yeah. Briscoe's over as well. Mm-hmm. So they need to play this matchup as in, like, look. Somebody's coming out with points. Somebody's going to get shut out. Somebody's not. Um, they've given Mark Briscoe a lot more. Um, how do you say it? They've, 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 they've pushed him a little bit more because of every match is a false finish with Mark, which I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have the whole crowd thinking, oh, Mark's going to pull this one out. Doesn't do it. Mark's going to pull this one out. Doesn't do it. So kind of had the same feeling tonight, but um, either next week on on Dynamite or Rampage or Collision, we're going to get those two because they're the only two left. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, yeah, speaking of Mark Briscoe, Mark Briscoe and Jay White go one-on-one in another Gold League Continental Classic match. Um, yeah, where was I going to start reading from? Yeah, we'll just go from right here. Uh, they exchange chops with Briscoe then placing White under the top turnbuckle. White elbows him back down only for Briscoe to come back with a huge shot to the back of the head. Follows it by throwing White down to the mat, but White can uh, White counters the J-Driller with a dragon screw. White then hits a sleeper suplex as Briscoe fights back and aims for a froggy bow. White gets his knees up and then hits a blade runner and picks up the victory. I, I kind of saw this one coming. I did too. Um, I, I did too. Th- I didn't think that Mark was going to go over Jay. Jay White. Um, but I love that they gave him two false finishes in this match. That hope um, again. That hope again. They, they, they keep you on the edge. I think mm-hmm. Mark has been great during this tournament. Oh, Absolutely. Even though he hasn't won a match, he yeah. has performed well, and he's got us. St- the, the The best thing about some professional wrestling is when somebody ties you in, like, like you think you're invested. Like I'm there. Like mm-hmm. this is going to affect me with the outcome of the match, which means those two gentlemen have done their job and have brought you in. And I think Mark does such a great job. You know. We we want Mark to win. We want we want all this stuff with Mark, and um, we ju- we just haven't got it yet, which I think it's coming. So, I do too. I do too. Yeah. Um, yeah. but I think he's still he's still struggling a little bit in his personal life. Um, all something happened over the weekend. Uh, I guess Fox tweeted out something about uh, Street Profits being dem boys, which we know the Briscoes aren't the only ones to use that phrase. Um, Mark got a little upset over that. I, I, did, then, not, I did not see that. Yeah. He, he um, tweeted something at Triple H, basically, and at WWE, uh, day or two later he went to social media to apologize for it he said he just got very emotional seeing that so he's still fighting through some stuff and i think that's why he's kind of where he is on the card you know let's keep you active in the ring because it's what you love to do but we don't want to put a whole lot of pressure on you that way if something happens and you need to take a couple weeks off or a month off or whatever you have that option whereas if we put gold on you you're kind of stuck here more than the having that freedom. So you're, you're looking I'm, this up. I, I'm reading it. I'm reading it right now. He is not taking it down. Um, no, he is not. He apologized, but he did not take it down. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, uh, it wasn't an apology. Um, well, no, it was a, here's it why was, I did it. Yeah. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. There were a couple I, of accounts. I mean, I, mean, I, I I've, I've, 
I read the post again. He still has the post up where mm-hmm. um, the WD WWE on Fox had posted him, and he said, "Dim boys, um, Street Profits with Bobby Lashley." Uh, I'll, I'll just read it. You know, for real? Yeah. Question mark. This shit is hilarious. Triple H, whoever runs his Twitter should be fired for the lack of knowledge or they need the taste slapped out of their mouth for the lack of reverence. I Okay. I, I get it. I get it, Mark. 100%. So then he goes back here a couple hours later. Oh, yeah. That's why I quit posting on Twitter. LOL. Just log back on. Wow. Some of y'all are wild, LOL. I just miss my brother. That's all. I get a little, <coughs> excuse me, I get a little in my feeling when I see the Fox post. Triple H, you ain't got to fire nobody. Time is tough. Love y'all. Take take it light, people. Dim boys forever. So yeah. he, he came back and said, hey, that's okay. It's all right. I get a little fired up. I I would be too if I was in his situation. Um, yeah, and I, and I love that he doesn't take the stuff down. No, you know, a lot of people it, would have removed it and, and like, oh, I never did that. But yeah, he's just like, no. yep, I did it. It's me. It's me. If if you don't like me, then you don't like me. I get it. Um. So yeah have completely no no problem with with that tweet um no problem with his response um hopefully everybody in the uh executive boardroom can can look past it and oh i think so not I not be so. a bunch of soft bitches nowadays sorry no no i i think that's, that's the world we live in let's, let's be honest bunch of snowflakes hey the world's tough, man. Put on a fucking helmet. All right. <laughs> Sorry. We licking some windows too. Nah, we're not going there. All right. We're not going there, Paul. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, being, I'm being nice tonight. Oh, are you? Okay. All right. You never know with you, Shep. I never know. Um, because <laughs> you don't know if you're being nice sometimes. That's but true. yeah, I, 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 I think, I, I think, um. That kind of shows he's still he's still struggling a little bit. I mean, the Cowboys have been dem boys for ever, and you know he doesn't get upset about that. But bringing another tag team in to wrestling in a business in a company they were never in, and then saying that I get it. And again, WWE on Fox has no affiliation with the WWE. It's ran by. Fox, I think. So now the only thing is, is, is back in the day, um, when we're when we're we're talking uh, 2018 to uh, 2019, maybe into 20 uh, before the pandemic, uh, my Fox affiliate, which would be your Fox affiliate, uh, uh, yeah. Sunday night at eleven. We would get the ROH uh, a television show. Yeah. Um, was it Sunday night at 11 or was it Friday night at I, 11? It, 
I think it might have been both, honestly. Okay. I had it DVR'd, so I watched it throughout the week, but I remember that and I'm like, so so when you say, you know, the Fox people and the Fox people carried ROH, they should know what dim boys mean. I agree. So I agree. I, I'm I, I, I completely I can, I, Back mark on a, this. Yeah, I can sign a little bit after thinking about that and going, wait a minute. I watched ROH from you know mm-hmm. 16 to 18, 19, whatever. I watched it was on my Fox affiliate at home at 11 o'clock on a Sunday night or a Friday night. Like, so come on, you guys gotta do better. You gotta do better than that. So yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, no, I, I completely back mark. I saw a couple people on there who are like because I went and read the comments, and some of them are like, "Well, you don't own the phrase, you know. What about the Cowboys and this, that, and the other?" And it's like, okay, he's not saying he owns the phrase. He never said, you know, that's my phrase. He's saying everybody has called them them boys for years, out of respect for them. They never felt the need to try to trademark it or claim it as their own. Because out of respect, no other company ever referred to anybody else on the roster as them boys because they knew the Briscoes or had heard of Briscoes. So for it was kind of tasteless, I guess. No, I agree with you 100%. So, so and, and, I, I fully backmark on this. The best, the best part is, is um, nobody from AEW or Warner Broadcasting, whatever, has come to him and said, hey, yeah, take that down. Because you know that happens. Uh, yeah, yeah, because I guess um, Mickey James posted about Mark saying this and kind of backed Mark, and I can't find this anywhere. It wasn't on her social media, but I read something on Facebook from a semi-reliable source. I won't say they were you know, super reliable, but they're semi-reliable. They normally get it half right at least you, most of the time. Dude, I know Tanner's not here, but you don't have to bury him. Oh, no. KOP's oh. social media manager never gets anything right. He's like <laughs> three weeks behind on all the gossip. I don't don't know what you're talking about. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like her post about it is completely gone unless she did it on a podcast with somebody somewhere or in an interview. I can't find anything about Mickey James talking about this. So, which which would be correct because Nick Aldis, her husband, obviously an authority figure now on on WWE. So, unfortunately, you know, shit rolls downhill. So, if Mickey James, who in independent contract right now, free agent, wants to comment about that, um, that kind of brings in Nick Aldis and. All, all they gotta say is, "Hey, look, delete that tweet. You know, we don't approve or of else. it, or yeah. you know." So, yeah. All right, time for the main event as we get back on track here. Swerve we, Strickland. We had a main event. I thought. Well, I thought so we had a bunch of random rabbit holes we could talk about. Well, we can we can talk about another rabbit hole. Um, okay. After we talk about Swerve Strickland, John Moxley for the all-out lead in the Gold League 
for the Continental Classic. They both came into this at nine points apiece. Somebody was leaving at 12 points apiece. And at the end of the match, Strickland hits the swerve stomp. Moxley kicks out. He tries to follow it with a JML driver, but Moxley immediately reverses, rolls up Strickland while holding the pants for an added advantage, picking up another three points going up to 12 in the gold league. Not how I saw this match going. Not even going to lie. Ooh. I was the complete opposite than you. Um, Thought it was a hard-hitting match. I still can't get over Mox wearing kick pads. What is this? Is this second or third week, right? Yeah. No, I I mean, it was a good match. That's not what I'm saying. I thought Swerve was winning this. I honestly had my money on Swerve winning this. Swerve going all the way and being in the finals for that um, American Triple Crown championship or modern day triple whatever we're calling it well is it the top two or top three advanced out of the uh pool play right i i think so yeah so you're you're still gonna get uh swerve because i think he'll be the he'll be in the top two or he'll be the wild card or However, they do it. Um, so, uh, I don't. I don't think he's done yet. Um, I don't think there's some other guys in this pool play that are done yet. Um, I just think they're going to advance Mox and um, some of the guys just to, you know, keep the storyline going because um, this is a yeah. a professional wrestling tournament with no storylines. Like we have no backstage talk, we know of outside interference, which I love. This is this is pure professional wrestling. So why why not keep it going? Like this is this was a highlight of the show, I feel like tonight. Not to give my rating away, but I felt like we mm-hmm. got minimal backstage segments, we got minimal in-ring talking, but we got some really, really good professional wrestling matches tonight that kept us entertained. Oh yeah, yeah, we did, we did. So, um, yeah. So, uh, and of course, after the main event, uh, Adam Page is shown in the parking lot being attacked by four masked men. The devil is then shown getting out of a car as he nods to his goons who power bomb Page onto the car, smashing the windshield. That is a cheap ass Paul Mercedes, White? by the way. Cheap ass Mercedes. Yes. Paul White was uh was not the big guy. The big no, guy moved too smooth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I know. I was being a smart Alec because we just recently saw this happen to Paul White. Yeah. Yeah. I the goons, I think they're changing week to week to keep us on our toes because of the um, size and facial features. Like a one week, it looked like Dax Harwood could have been one of the guys. Um, and he might still be one of the guys, but it was just weird. Uh, so I I like the Devil Warrior right now. I really do. 
I think they could mm-hmm. they could they could do really good things with it. Uh, and I love that they smashed him, through, uh, Hangman, through a, uh, a windshield today. Uh, it just makes your mind turned even more. Like, who the hell could this be? But which is great, they're doing their job. But this reveal has to be mind blowing. And I don't know if it will. Oh, be. it does. Yeah, I agree. We talked about it earlier. I, I, I don't know if it will be. So, I mean, it can't be. It can't be freaking Dolph Ziggler. It can't be Nemeth. No. I mean, yeah. Um, Cardona right now. He's having all these uh, loser leave town matches and all these independent promotions. He's won some. He's he's lost the majority of like. It can't be Cardona, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, as as much as I bitch about Tony Khan, like oh my god, he's got me hooked right now on a storyline. Like, if you would have said Rampage will air at three a.m. Uh, Saturday morning because of such and such conflict, right now I think my ass is gonna wake up at two fifty-seven and watch Rampage. At 3 a.m. because Tony Khan's doing an okay job telling this stuff right now because I want to know who the hell the devil is. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just re-watching this segment again, trying to pick up clues from, like, the um, henchmen of who they could be. And you can't really tell anything, honestly. It's very hard to... Most uh, all the henchmen are over five foot two, so Tanner's out. Okay, just saying that. Uh, lifts and issues. <laughs> I, I forgot the word for lifts for a second. That's why I kind of was like, uh, 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 yeah, no. So yeah, I think we got good programming going on right now in AEW. That's just my opinion. I think I've seen yeah. worse. But yeah. I've seen better, so I've been, I've been critical that, on most, but it's pretty it's pretty good right now. Yeah. With that, um, what's your rating for tonight, Shep? I, I felt like tonight was a great professional wrestling show. We did not get any of these backstage segments that drag us down. Uh, I really enjoyed tonight's show. I really did. I'm going eight three. Holy crap. Yeah. It was I, I can't was recall you being in the eights very often. Very often. And and we did not have an MJF signing tonight. Yeah. Um, we didn't have Darby. We didn't have Sting. Like literally it was we didn't have Ed uh Copeland. I, I, I thoroughly appreciated the show tonight that we had very minimal mm-hmm. backstage interviews and the entering work was really, really good tonight. So Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's why you got the high rating E3. All right. Well, uh, you're the high man this week because I'm at an eight one. So maybe uh Tanner will beat us out and be a little higher. We'll have to wait and find out tomorrow from him. But uh yeah, I think uh I think it was a good show. So you alluded to several different names throughout the, sure. the podcast tonight uh, over the last hour, but who is your wrestler of the night? Well, that's, that's the reason I had an 8-3 because there was many wrestlers that 
really, really did a great job. Um, yeah. This is one of those, I think, and, every match uh, but one I could pick somebody from. And I'm going to Andrade tonight. Andrade was spectacular. He, he was, was. He was. Spectacular. So I'm not even the biggest Andrade fan, but, man, he delivered tonight. I, I'm um, just saying uh, with the signs on the Jumbotron, uh, him being the son-in-law, all I got to say is, woo! Your mic cut out as you did that, so oh, nobody man. heard anything past the woo. <laughs> yeah. it, it was the Ric Flair. Got loud. Ric Flair was the energy drink sponsor tonight. So woo. energy. Um, Andrade's doing a really, really good job uh, keeping the family name on his side. And then if he's got to hold up, if he's got to hold up Flair's court, man, he's got a he's got another thing coming. But I thought he yeah. was amazing tonight. Uh, he was, he was, and uh, man, I'm right there with you on Andrade. But uh, tonight, I think I'm gonna go Roosh. Um, that was a really close second for me. And then my third pick would have been um, Brody King, because I mean, like you said, the man can do just about anything in the ring. But Roosh for me uh, was very impressive tonight. I'm still trying to get on the Roosh train. I don't know what they want to do with him. I don't think they know what to do with him, but his showing in the Continental Classic has definitely, definitely been very well done. Yeah. And he's so good in the ring. He really is. Yeah. Even tonight, he had that, he had that uh, left leg type, you know, really, really, mm-hmm. really high, but didn't affect the way he moved, um, didn't affect his uh, charisma. Um, yeah, we really, 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 really like this guy a lot. And that's me picking him this week is especially amazing since I was blowing him so much shit last week for his uh, getting up immediately after being choked out. So that, that tells you he did good. That's true. <laughs> he, listened, he listened to you, Paul. Yeah, yeah, he did. He, he listens to KOP every week and he went, oh, I got to prove that Paul guy wrong. <laughs> that's okay that's okay we can prove paul wrong we can everybody can prove paul wrong sure. um if you go to kickingoutshop.com, you can buy a t-shirt that says uh paul three nine i think you're 317 i think i'm i don't know okay i might be 318 i might be 319 i don't remember i think we went in reverse order from age, so I might be 18, but I'm just here to be wrong. That's what the shirt says. You can go get it at kickingoutshop.com. What's so, the uh, what's the what's the uh, shipping code? Yeah, I don't know. That's oh, Tanner's oh. thing. Oh, I don't Tanner think it's it still going up. anymore. I thought I thought it was going through the end of this week. You know what? We're gonna go to kickingoutshop.com right now. Yes. If you order so many things, Paul will cook you dinner. How about that? Uh, it's Paul 318. Hey, and the Tanner 319 shirt's up there, and it says uh, Tanner 319. That's good stuff, pal. Uh, yeah, well, ah. that's because his uncle so, over in Stanford, he's got to be nice to it. 
Yeah. You can get Shep 317, make it a double. Paul 318, I'm just here to be wrong. Or Tanner 319, that's good stuff, pal. Available yeah. in a wide range of colors and sizes. Or at least sizes, not colors. My bad. It's only in black. For a guy who complains that all the pro wrestling tees are in black, he makes everything in black. A lot of pro wrestling tees are in black. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I am not seeing a promo code pop up here, so it may be done already. So, Tanner, I'll bring it back. He told me he was going to bring a promo code all the way to Christmas. So, okay, it's coming back. You wait, wait a day or two, then come in there and everybody order them hoodies, them flat bills, those t shirts. You know, get the dude some pants. If I had the pencil, five star KOP. Yeah, uh, you can, I yeah, noticed yeah. that Knox Knox and I did not have new pants on. They were the old school. He traveled with them back in the nineties in Canada. So, yes, get that damn guy some pants. That's all I gotta say. No, <laughs> there it is, Shep. Kicking out shop dot com. Look at that, Tanner. That's good stuff, pal. That's good stuff, pal. There's the uh, Paul 318. I'm just here to be wrong. We got the Shep 317. Make it a double. Hell yeah, make it a double. That works if you're going to the bar. Somebody says, what do you want to drink? You got your Shep 317 shirt on. You just turn around and point it back. Make it a double. Yep. Yeah. What a a great idea. You can get your property of KOP shirt your uh raw is war style kicking out podcast shirt you can get all sorts of stuff there's that pint glass you gonna buy that pint glass anytime soon yeah i don't drink a lot of beer so <laughs> yeah what, what, what am i putting in the pint glass well maybe some kettle <laughs> kettle you start sending me some shit i'll drink out of the pint glass for kop all right give yourself a beanie if you're a beanie guy there's that rabbit hole. I'm gonna. Ooh, I, um, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let that one go. I'm gonna let that one go. Let's look at rabbit holes. What else we got? We what else we got for sale over here? Oh, we got a. What are we drinking? Kop shirt. I got one of those. Shep. <laughs> I got one of those. You can get your New World Order style coffee mug. That says KOP in black or in white. Your uh, NWO style KOP hoodies, both in black and white, and red t shirts, black t shirts. There's that five star KOP because that's what we are. You get your, get the dude some pants. If I had the pencil, this, get that dude, dude some pants. When I wear my, if I had the pencil shirt, more people ask me about that than any other shirt I've worn, whether it be my five-star KOP, the rabbit holes, um, doesn't matter. I wear, if I had the pencil, somebody will ask me about it. Very interesting. Got another, yeah. going down another rabbit hole t-shirt there. You got your... Uh, Tank top, if you're a tank top kind of guy, which I'm too big for tank tops. Yeah, I'm too fat for sure. For sure. And then just a t-shirt, another hoodie, just a regular sweatshirt. Zip up if you're a zip up hoodie type of guy or gal. 
another regular coffee mug, which I have. I drink out of this every weekend. This is my go-to coffee mug. And then just a long sleeve shirt there. And we've got more too. See, look at that. All sorts of stuff. So that looks good. Yeah. Love the long sleeve shirts. Good pricing. I mean, it's fantastic. Go check out kicking out pot or kicking out shop.com. Kicking out podcast established in 2021. And you can get yourself some merch at kicking out shop.com. I think that's all I got for that one. You got anything else you want to talk about? No, that's that's probably going to wrap it up tonight. All right, so let's hit this button right here, shall we? Let's say be sure to follow the Kicking Out Podcast on all social media at Kicking Out Pod. Be sure to listen to the Kicking Out Podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast, Apple Podcasts. Leave us that five-star review. Listen on Spotify. Check us out on YouTube. And be sure to follow uh, the champion who doesn't show up, Tanner Lee, at nine, Tanner Lee, 9-2. Follow nine, the Shep. Nine, 90% of the time he didn't show up. Yeah. yeah. Follow the Shep at Austin27, right? Is that what it is? The Shep27. The Shep27. That's what it was. I forgot what it was for a second. Yeah. And be sure right. to follow myself at Paul Zartman921. And with that, for Austin Shepard, I'm Paul Zartman. Join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast.